welcome to this episode of Women to Women podcast series. Our guest today is Olga Sadwar. She is a strategic executive with over 20 years of experience. Olga serves as a chief operating officer for data at Invesco, a 1.4 trillion global asset manager. One of the key leaders responsible for establishing data organization at Invesco, Olga now leads a dynamic team dedicated to setting and executing data enablement strategy. Olga was honored among CDO Magazine's Global Data Power Woman of 2021, 2022 and in 2023 she received a top 100 CEO recognition by Oncon. Olga is a wife and a mother of two girls when not working or spending time with her family. Olga loves power yoga, travel and entertaining her wide circle of friends. Hi Olga, welcome to Woman to Woman podcast. So excited to have you with us. Hi Divya, great to be here. So you have a very interesting story and I can't wait to get started. So let's start from your childhood. Where did you grow up um, and how was your childhood? Yeah. So I grew up in the former Soviet Union um in Siberia, in the capital of Siberia. Um it was a very interesting uh upbringing because I was uh, when I was growing up, this was the perestroika era where we started to get more information about the west and and how things are done in other countries and there was a little bit more mobility but yet there was uh you know the economic environment was very interesting to say the least um i remember having to stand in line for uh for soap um or have rations for you know milk and bread and butter and things like that so it was an interesting dichotomy what did you want to be like you know coming out of a situation like that what was your aspiration at that point when you were like at the high school level um you know i don't think i had a for a career aspiration per se i do remember that my aspiration was to have stability economic stability for me and my family and you had mentioned last time you know you accidentally fell into the data field a lot of newcomers right coming into the field kind of hesitate what would you advise them um in terms of new opportunities what should they look at it what should be the mindset when something like this comes up where you think you're not the perfect candidate yeah um and you know this is a woman to woman podcast so i i will say from a woman perspective i have seen so many women myself included hesitate because we look at a job description and we say huh we qualify for 20 for 80% of it we don't qualify for 20 therefore we cannot do this where honestly most men over generalization obviously but most men and their studies on this by the way would look at job description and say i qualify for 80% i don't therefore i can do it and that is we need we as women need to really find that mindset we are curious we know how to learn um and as long as you acquire those two skills you can you can succeed anywhere so growing up any specific people who helped you shape your life um so obviously my parents i think they're the ones who've instilled in me that desire to learn um and desire to make an impact i think that the economic environment that which in which i grew up and by the way coming to united states um at the age of uh 15 i had to work full time since i got here and so i finished um uh, all of my education high school to graduate school in the evening And so that shapes you, right? That 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 shapes what choices you make, how you look at life, how hard you work, um, how much you persevere, etc. And then there, of course there were people in every pivotal moment of my career in my life that have advised me and supported my decision making um that have also shaped me. 
So how was it like, you know, coming here as a teenager and high school is like the formative years for most of the kids yeah. and having to work full time, go to evening school, like it must have been a totally different experience. And now you have your own kids. So yeah. how, how was that different now looking back, you know, um, and any learnings or any kind of, um, you know, takeaways for you? Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I wish that I had that quintessential high school prom, you know, uh, dorm room um, experience that I missed. Um, but look, I love who I am. Um, I think I've come enough, far enough in life. I think I like the person who I am. And so because all of that circumstance had shaped me, no regrets. A lot of people think, you know, you have to have a certain path, a way of doing things. And that's how success is achieved. And you're a great example. You don't have to do things the traditional way or the orthodox way. You can still succeed. So in, in that, how would you say each part of your schooling, your college, your first job kind of helped you shape that approach? I'm going to go back to what I said a couple of minutes ago, which is you've got to learn how to learn. You've got to stay curious. Um, I know that my formal school years have given me that baseline, the baseline education that you have to have to be successful. But I have learned probably more than in those school years in on-the-job learning, learning from taking risks and really having to quickly come up the curve, um, but also from just continuous learning. You have to continue to stay curious, you know, read, read relevant articles, listen to podcasts, like this one and others, um, and just generally continue to evolve. You also say, you know, career is not like a straight arrow. <laughs> it's such a great thing, you know. It is a jungle gym. It is not a straight ladder. What would you advise a woman? Like when we talk about, we talk a lot about, you know, this is our career path. This is our career mm -hmm. ladder. What would you advise? You know, it's really good to have a North Star. Know where you want your career to go. And if you know this, and I, I know a lot of people who from very early years have decided on their career path and they've been very successful in that. And that's great. Um, then you can take jobs and have experiences that will continue to take you up that path. If you, like many, I was one of them, don't exactly know where you want to go, um, pick things that are interesting to you. Pick things that will maximize your natural abilities. Um, Take jobs that, that are um, where you can add the most value with where you are today in your career and be open, be open to uh, to the next route. And along the way, did you have any mentors or allies that really? A lot. Absolutely. Like I said earlier, there's a, on every turn that my career had taken, I had people that I can turn to, to talk through my options to to help advise me on how to best come up that curve, how to not uh, fall into some of the pitfalls that, that exist along the way. You know, mentorship is a very, very, very important part of career growth. And mentorship can take many turns. You can have, you know, many organizations have formal mentorship programs. Participate in those if you can, because very often you do come out with really good um, relationship with your mentor and a lot of great advice. But also look for mentors in people that you work with. It doesn't have to be somebody who is very high up in the organization. It can be somebody who 
is working next to you, but maybe in another department and has a different perspective. Uh, it can be your friends that have different experiences. Mentorship is really important though. So give and take both. It's absolutely true. You know, mentors are extremely important to your point. You know, they come in all shapes and forms from all different parts of organization and personal life. Another aspect of it is also networking, right? How do you build your network? How do you make those meaningful connections with uh, other people? What has been your approach for networking? <laughs> you know, I am not admittingly not the best networker by any stretch of imagination. What I do do is I purposely invest in people that I enjoy. So if I, I do go to events and conferences and things like that, and if I meet people that I not, that I genuinely click with that are interesting to me, that can bring something, um, bring different dimension in my life, that I truly enjoy spending time with, I will invest in those relationships. I will keep in touch. I will support them when I can. Um, and that over time has created what I think is a substantial network for me. We also talked a little bit about kids. So let's go back to that topic a little. Always challenging for women. We want to be perfectionists. We want to manage the career, family. And it's always a challenge, you know. How did you manage that? Were there certain things that really worked well for you? There is a, a great saying, it takes a village to raise a family. I truly believe in that saying. Um, so my guidance would be create that village. Create and nurture that village. Create a network of friends um, perhaps it's your relatives, perhaps it's friends who have the same uh, age kids and really work with them to partner on after school activities, uh, vacations, you know, uh, pickups, all those things that it takes to to be a working parent. What are the values that you hold very close and that have really helped you navigate difficult situations in life? Ah, that's a great question. Um, I think it's always learn, continue to learn, and treat people the way you want to be treated. Great advice. What are some of the things that really bring you joy? You know, I um, it's micro moments of joy. I've learned about myself that you, you can't wait for this big joyful moment. You may come, but you may not be ready for it. You may not be in the right mindset, whatever. So what I am finding for myself is that micro moments, it's your child smiling up at you, um, and because you've solved a problem that they never thought you could solve. The sun is shining and the, the water is sparkling. It's you've just done something really cool at work that you didn't think you could get accomplished. It's those micro moments that matter for me. Do you remember the biggest mistake you made and how did it really impact your life, your career? Yeah, um, that's a that's a that's a really great question. So you asked me, what is the biggest failure I had um, in my career? And I had to think about it because, you know, we all have uh, we all have several, I'm sure. But the one that comes to mind the most. So I was rising through the ranks um, in uh, one of the companies I was with. And I was uh, through a reorganization. I got a different boss and he did not see value in in, in what I brought to the table in my set of skills for my role. And I tried over time to convince him and prove to him that this, my skill set was the skill set needed for the, for the organization that I was leading and so forth. And I was not able to do that. And it took me a long time to recognize that, you know what, 
not everybody's a hundred dollar bill and no, no, you're not going to be liked or even valued by every single person that you work with or for. And what I took out of that is that, is that. Like you need to, uh, you really need to think, you really need to understand your own worth. And if it's not recognized in your company, it's not recognized in your company. I went on to another opportunity where that exact same skill set was very, very much valued. Yeah, it's it's who's looking at it that decides the value, right? Exactly, exactly. So have you ever come across um, certain behaviors from women that you look at and you cringe? You're like, why do we do this to ourselves? What are some of those behaviors um, that you have observed and what should we be doing instead? <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm a, a direct and assertive person and um, and I go for what I want in life, in, 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 in my career, in my job. Um, and so sometimes that is perceived as, because I'm a woman, it's perceived as, you know, the four letter word um, that can be inserted. That's okay. Um, you have to adjust what you think is appropriate. Like you can't treat people in the way that they feel that you are mistreating them. But you also still, you cannot be passive. You have to go for what you want. You just have to do it in a way that resonates with people. Um, and there's app, and I think I've found that way in this point in my career. And so that's what we all need to strive for. I think you earlier have asked the question if, uh, what are the three qualities that women need to have to progress better in the workplace? And I think those qualities is confidence. Don't tell yourself short. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will believe in you. Um, and you know what you work. Assertiveness, go for what you, like I said, go for what you want. If you're not going to ask for things, they will not come to you. And very rarely do people around you will bring you things on a, on a, uh, on a platter. And then be best you can be. It's, it's, it's not about perception. It's about putting it in all you have. Great three attributes. Is there something that not a lot of people know about you? Um, I love yoga. Um, I started it, and what some a lot of people know that about me who are with me. I think it's um, what's interesting is it started as a form of an exercise for me, but it has evolved into an opportunity to create that mind space for myself um, that to go into for an hour and just to be in and reset and re reinvigorate um yeah well thank you so much olga time just flies but any <laughs> final closing comments for our listeners um i think that it's it's tough to be a woman um climbing a career ladder for multiple reasons whether it's your ability to manage your work-life balance and the way that you want it to be whether it's battling perception of others but it is absolutely doable and every as you Julia said earlier, every path is different. Your path may not look like uh, my path or your path, Divya, or anybody else's, but that's okay. Make it yours and make it, make it worthwhile. Thank you so much for your time, Olga. Really appreciate it.